You're listening to Marketplace Ministry, a podcast for kingdom-minded entrepreneurs that examines business through a biblical lens. Your business is a calling, and when done well, brings glory and honor to God. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to Marketplace Ministry. My name is Jason Smith, and today we're diving back into the archives to listen to one of our top five episodes from 2022. And on this particular episode, we're listening back to one of our season two episodes, which was all about the leadership lessons of Jesus. And on this particular episode, our focus is on Jesus calling his followers. So we're going to dive in to Matthew chapter four. And here in verse 18, it says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. A couple things stick out to me yeah. in these verses about, about Jesus is that, okay, his ministry just got launched. We know that he's a leader, that he's a rabbi, he's a teacher in his own right. Right. And the first thing he does... He's looking for particular people, and when he sees what he's looking for, he calls them. And the first people he sees are Andrew and Peter, and he tells them, follow me. What's really cool is I broke this down in the Greek, and the, and the words in the Greek say, the word follow, it means to come after so Jesus is calling people to come after him, but it could also be translated another way to say, come back to me. So I love that there's, there's two dimensions to the scripture because right. it means that if you are a new creature in Christ, if you are a brand new believer, you just got saved last week, Jesus is asking you, he's not just asking you, he's commanding them. Mm-hmm. to follow him. And you know one thing, too, about Jesus, and, and this is what I picture in my mind, and you can actually see a glimpse of this if you guys haven't watched The Chosen. You, it, I, I do believe this scene was actually in there in season one, and how I picture it when Jesus goes and he's standing there. And you could see it in how I picture it, too, as well, on Jesus' face. No matter, you know Jesus had so much swagger, and because when we say that, he was so confident in everything that he did. He knew what he was going to do. He knew where he was going. He knew how, who he had to call and where mm-hmm. he needed to be at that time. Yeah. And whenever he spoke, he spoke with so much authority and confidence in his face because that was the leader mentality mm-hmm. that Jesus had when he went to him and said, follow me. He, he didn't blink. He didn't look another left or a right. He looked them directly, and you know what's key here? He met them right where they were at. Absolutely, and I, I think that he honestly, when he spotted Peter and Andrew, that he knew the type of people they were already. He, exactly. He already knew they had the qualities inside of them to do 
what he required them to do. Right. And I think a lot of times we think, oh, we're not good at at anything, that we're not able to do this. You know, C.S. Lewis said that humility isn't thinking less of yourself. Humility is thinking of yourself less. But I think too often in today's age, we don't see ourselves the the way we ought to, right? And so we discount our abilities. But you know, the yeah. the Bible says that the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. There is a gift that God planted in each and every one of us. We have a certain set of skills. We, exactly. have, a, we have a certain set of values that are, appeal to us. It appeals to God and the plan and purpose that God has yes, for sir. our lives. And so if we're neglecting that gift and we're not putting it to practice, it's because we're we're insecure in ourselves, and God doesn't want us to be insecure. He put those gifts in you, right, to be able to be a blessing to other people and to be polished. And the and and goes into your day to day jobs. The jobs I believe I spoke with this too is the jobs that He put is, put you in could be polishing you for the calling and when the time is right like my wife my wife for years she for years and years and years she was a daycare worker and her whole dream in her life was to be a banker at, at a bank or a credit union or anything and she's applied for, she then she applied for a few and always got rejected and time after time she would always come home and cry and cry and think that she could never do it until one day I met her right where she was at. She was crying on the bed, and I laid down with her. And when I was laying down with Janie, she was crying. I, I said, Janie, I love you. But just because it looks doom and gloom now does not mean that it's going to go into your future. Do not let today's moment dictate your future. And I pushed her and pushed her. And at times she yelled at me, but I knew where she needed to go. And she kept applying and building a skill set and building a skill set. And then eventually she got a call one day and it was from the credit union in Ohio when we used to live. She says, oh, we went through your resume. We'd like to bring you back for another interview. Oh, and she got, she perked up like a, like lights on a Christmas tree. And through that, eventually she got the job. Amen. And got the job and got the job. And then when we moved here, she applied eight times to this credit union and got rejected Every time because they thought she was going to – I was like, I know your future. God knows your future. If he wants you to have that job, it's going to happen, Janie. And we kept pushing her because I knew where she could mm. go. I knew her possibility. And then she got the call back through her perseverance and calling the manager and calling the manager. And they brought her in for four interviews, and she got the job. Amen. Now you fast forward to 2021, this moment. She just got – called in for the biggest raise of her career and she just got promoted all because she did not give up she was pushed but it took someone who's seen her future know where she was going better than she did to help get her to where she is right now if you don't think that god can use you for ministry or that you don't think god can use exactly, you in business Jason. he called unqualified, <laughs> uneducated. I mean, they were raised up in the scriptures, so they knew Torah. They knew what they right. were. They knew the word. But I mean, these people were in a trade. They were in a, in a specific line of work when Jesus said, follow me. And that command to follow me was a command mm -hmm. that said in the Amplified Bible, stop what you're doing, abandon your career, Lay down your life, pick up your cross, and follow my example. Ooh. 
That's what Jesus said to these boys, and they immediately Come on, Jason. left Amen. their nets and followed him. So the first time you get saved and he's saying, follow me, that's a command to come do what I'm doing. But maybe you've been saved for a while and you backslid and sins have have weighed in your life and you feel that you feel like you're snared by sin and you can't get out of it. You can't break free. Well, guess what? This scripture also says, come back to me. Wow, Jason. So Jesus, Jesus is calling you, whether you're new or whether you're seasoned and you're in sin, to follow him. And it all is about laying down our way of life, our way, and going and following him. What is the conduct? What is the way that Jesus conducted himself? And can we imitate him right. as we go about our lives? Wow, what an impactful episode that was. It was a brief episode, but I just want to bring to your attention a couple of things that stuck out to me. Uh, Number one, leaders see the potential within people. Just like Jesus went out and he was looking for a particular set of people with a particular set of skills, he saw them when he went out and he was intentionally seeking people whom he wanted to follow him and to carry his ministry forward in the first century AD. He wasn't looking for people who had it all together either. We don't know all of the stories that involved the different people. Uh, You can look at the chosen and see some of the angles that they took that might be plausible. But that those are, we got to remember that the chosen is a fictional series, which means that They're trying to tell a good story, and so everything that you're seeing isn't necessarily biblical in The Chosen, but it makes a good story, and it does point you back to Scripture. And if if you're watching The Chosen and you're not reading your Bible, then you've got it all backwards. You can watch The Chosen as it augments your study of the Bible, but... Jesus was going out and he was looking for people. He was being intentional about who he wanted to follow him. They didn't have to have it all together. And he trained them. Everybody can be trained. Leaders are looking for people who are humble and coachable. And that's what he saw when he saw Peter and James and John and Andrew. He was like, Yes, these are the type of people who are going to listen to what I have to say, but they're also going to be able to make an impact. And so I can train these boys. I can teach them what I know, and I can impart my spirit into them to be able to make a difference in the world. Leaders don't call those who are equipped. They equip those who they call, and that's exactly what Jesus did. Earlier this year, I had an opportunity to MC the Anointed Leadership Conference for my pastor, Pastor Terry Lynn Scott, of the Anointed Leadership Podcast. And when he asked me to do it, he was telling me that he, he was asking me to do it because he wanted to help me to grow my coaching business, to grow my experience being on stage, and to put me in front of people. He wanted to launch me. And I said yes. I was nervous because when he asked me, I thought, I've never hosted an event before. But that was a lie because as I was gearing up for the conference, the Holy Spirit reminded me that when I was in high school, there were many opportunities when I had to MC events. I was part of an organization called America's Pride, and that pride stands for Parents' Responsibility and Drug Education. And this youth group, we were high school students, and we would hold lock-ins at the junior high schools in our area, and we would go around and we would have 
um, there were songs, there dancing, skits. Uh, f- we'd have family groups, which were like these small circle groups that we would put together uh, where we would talk to the kids about the issues they had in their life. We would talk to them about drugs and alcohol. We'd talk to them about suicide and all that stuff. And this is what we did. But I had an opportunity with one of my best friends back then to to host and we one time we went out and we bought these matching tux jackets. We got them from the Goodwill store there. Uh, his was turquoise, mine was green, and we would wear them. And it was just to be, I don't know, we were trying to be funny and audacious. And, and so we did that. And pretty soon the kids started referring to us as leprechauns because of the way we dressed. And so it was quite funny. But while we were doing that, it was fun. And so when I realized that I had the experience of being an MC before, I began to draw on that experience. I began to channel it, and I thought, okay, I have done that before. I said, well, then let's, let's think about how we can apply that to this situation. And so I did, and I hosted the conference. I got up. I did the MC. I gave away prizes. I talked from the stage. There was a couple of times where uh, things didn't quite go as planned, and I started improving. And Pastor Terry said, "Great job doing improv." And to me, I didn't feel like I was doing improv. I because I had prepared. I had already planned ahead of time things that I would want to say if I had the opportunity to say them, and so it just flowed out of me in that moment. And so I tell you that because I don't have it all together, but I have the ability to do things because there's the anointing of God in me to do it, and I can draw on past experiences. So don't ever think for a moment that you're not qualified for something. I guarantee that there's something that has prepared you to do exactly what you're called to do sometime in your past. Just think about it. What is something that you need to do right now in your life that you're hesitant to do because you think you've never done it before? Can you look back in the past and find a time when you did something similar? Can you visualize it? Can you remember it? Can you draw on that experience and bring it to the present so that you can have the confidence to do what you did then, now? Sure you can. And so that's my encouragement for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Marketplace Ministry as we looked back on Jesus calling his followers. On the next episode, we're going to listen to an interview I conducted with Christopher Hamburger, and it's all about the call to the creative ministry. So we'll have that encore episode next time. Until then, I call you to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Thanks for listening to Marketplace Ministry. What did God speak to you about during today's show? Join the conversation using hashtag Marketplace Ministry on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Got a question for the show? Email us at info at marketplaceministrypodcast.com or text us at 502-833-6136. Keep seeking God first and serving His people well and your business will prosper in Jesus' name.